Hey, this is Mitch Rose. I'm the lead pastor of City Hills Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message encourages you, it inspires you, it challenges you to live your best life. Take a listen. Here's this week's message. I want to get into this message about uh, patterns in your life. I love preaching the first message in a series because I really get to give you the foundation of where we're headed for the next couple of weeks. I'll be preaching this series through the month of July for sure. And I want to help us talk about breaking the patterns of our past, breaking out of old habits and old cycles. It's amazing to me how uh, people live the same cycles over and over and over, and you only see it in reverse, right? You only see it when you're chasing your tail coming the other way around and go, oh my gosh, I've been here before. I've, I've, I've battled this before. I've, I've been in this before. I want to help you break out a generational can I, can I talk to all the spiritual people in the room? No disrespect, but spiritual people, a lot of times what you call generational curses are actually generational patterns. They got nothing to do with a curse from the devil. They got to do with a pattern you've been living. And if you keep living the pattern your daddy lived, you're going to have the life your daddy had. I'm preaching better than you're amening already. If you keep living the way that your grandparents lived, if there's a pattern that exists in your family of anger and losing your temper, it doesn't really matter what curse the enemy has for you. If the pattern is you don't keep your temper under control and submit yourself to God and have the fruit of the spirit of temperance, it doesn't really matter what it is that curses you because the pat you can't outrun your pattern. Say amen to that. Did I misunderstand? This is an amening church. So when I say amen, you yell amen to that. Amen. There it is. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I had a friend who was a trainer uh, at a gym. They're actually people who, for a job, work out. That's what I do every time I think about it, too. I laugh just like that. But I tell you what's even funnier. People pay other people to work out with them. That's what deserves laughter. But anyway, so he was a trainer, and, and I remember a couple of times, William, he took me to the gym, and um, I, I used gym loosely because we were at Planet Fitness, but we, I, he went in, and you're not allowed, don't tell the, if you work at Planet Fitness, I'm sorry, but you're not allowed to have a tra you know, trainer that comes, but he came, and he was just going to help me on the machines because I'm a little intimidated uh, about what to do, and, and so I, I, rem I remember walking in and grabbing a few Tootsie Rolls, which is why I love Planet Fitness, and... And we go and we go to the machines. True story. I wish it wasn't, but we go to the machines and and we're working out. We're working, and, and we do this several times. And I remember him telling me, Mitch. He said, "I can't out train a bad diet. I can't out train a bad diet." Well, that hurt my feelings, and we're not friends anymore. <laughs> but the point isn't lost. Listen, you can't out pray bad patterns. <laughs> you can't out fast bad patterns you got to figure out in your life, how am I going to break this pattern that it stops with me? Generational patterns stop with me. Alcoholism stops with me. Addiction stops with me. Anger stops with me. Divorce stops with us. Are you with me, everybody? So I want to help you get out of the patterns of your life. But i got to give you some foundation. So today, I'm just going to lay the foundation for you. I'm not going to preach everything to you. But over the next couple of weeks, I really want to help us all break out and not just leave old patterns. I want you to develop some good patterns. It's not enough to stop doing something. you got to learn how to start doing the right things. 
It's not enough to just break some stuff off of you. you got to retrain your mind, your life, your spirit, your heart. Okay, how do I respond? Okay, what is this thing that keeps rising up in me? And, and if I deal with this pattern from my past, do I develop something new for my future? And I'll get to all of that. I want to tell you, first off, I didn't write it on the screen, but you need to write it in your notes. All Christians take notes in church. So if no one's taking notes around you, you're in the center section. But I want you to write it in your notes that, that God and spirituality specifically, spiritual things... It's not random. Write it like that. God, randomness is not spiritual. I've met people who come to my office, not y'all, but people who come to 9 o'clock. People who come to my office and they say, Pastor, God told me. And then they tell me something crazy that there's no way God told them. Has this ever happened to you? Has anybody ever gave you a word and you just look at them like, I don't, that don't make no sense. <laughs> that don't, that, we don't even own cows. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> like this. This doesn't make any sense whatsoever, and, and it's just random. And or somebody comes to my office and said, Pastor, God told me this. Well, when you say God tells me, well, as a pastor, I mean, I'm, I don't wrestle with God, so, you know, I'm, 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 my hands are tied. But I'd really doubt God told you because it's kind of in left field, and God isn't random. Spirituality isn't random. But a lot of people believe, well, that's just the way God works. That's just the way it happens. They say things like, if it's meant to be, it'll be. It's meant to be. I just, if I meant to tithe 10% of my money, I'd just fall out of the pocket, just be on the floor. <laughs> if I meant to serve, somebody's just going to throw something at me, a red T-shirt, and then I'll be on the serve team. If, I, if it's meant to be, then it, if I'm supposed to get it, I'll just, I'll get it. If I'm, if, I'm, if I'm just, I don't have to work for this promotion. Just if God, and, and then they use spiritual words. Not y'all, I'm talking about other Christians. They use spiritual words like if God wants me to have it, he'll give it to me. What if if God wants you to have it, He wants you to work for it? Amen. If God wants to fix my marriage, this one's the one that, if God wants to fix my marriage, He'll fix it. But what if God wants to use a marriage small group to fix your marriage? There's, there's got to come some times in your life where you decide this isn't random. I, here's the one I love. I'm, this is on Facebook. These are my favorite. I'm just going to send this out into the universe and see what happens. I don't know where the universe is. I don't send stuff into the universe. I'm not Elon Musk. I don't send anything into the universe. Wait for it to happen. That, it's my favorite when people tell me, I, I, I'm, I'm facing a big decision. Send me positive vibes. That's what I do. Patrick, receive positive vibes. Nothing. I don't feel anything. Do you feel anything? I don't feel anything. Listen, if I'm sick, don't send me good energy or positive vibe. Pray for me. I need healing, everybody. I don't need energy or universe. It's not random. I can go to God and God's my healer. Are you with me, everybody? I don't like to plan. Is anybody married to a spontaneous person? Don't punch them. Look straight ahead so that you can go home today. They don't plan anything. Just whatever hits them. Just kind of whatever happens, happens. I just kind of like it this way in spontaneity. And what they really mean is, I don't want, I don't, in case something better comes along, I don't want to plan and then somebody else. Anyways, that's why I told you to look straight ahead. And, and we falsely put this on God, but God is not a God who randomly drops something in your life. God doesn't move just on a whim, God moves in a pattern. 
God has structure. Write this down. God is a God of order. He's a God of order. He set up the whole world in divine order. God's a God of divine order. It was the pattern from the very beginning, Genesis 1 and 1. The Bible says it like this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now listen. Now the earth was chaos. It was formless and empty and dark. Pause. Look at my eyes, not on the screen. I thought God created it. He did. But just because God gave it to you doesn't mean it's in order. There has to come some times when you go, okay, God, now what do I do with this thing you gave me? Okay, God, now you gave me this opportunity. What's the order for it? Okay, God, you gave me this privilege. Now what's the pattern for it? Okay, just because God created it, it still was formless and dark and it was empty and it was chaos over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Pause right here. Look at me. Anytime the Spirit of God gets involved, you need to be, you, you need to be aware. You need to say, okay, God, when the Spirit of God came, what did He do? And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and He separated the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness He called night. Look at me. And there was evening and morning and a day. Write it down in your notes like this. When God shows up, He always brings order to chaos. From day one of humanity, from day one of creation, God takes disorder and when the Spirit of God shows up, it creates order. Every time God shows up in your life, God did not say the heavens and the earth were good. It was until He created light that He said, now that's good. Until He established a pattern and there was evening and there was morning and there was the first day. Let me pause here and tell you. The reason why I can confidently tell you that the best is yet to come in your life. The reason I can preach faith and tell you God's for you and not against you. The reason I can tell you you've lived through your worst days is not because randomly God's going to come through for you. No, God has order when He shows up. And He set in order. There was evening and there was morning. And that's why the Bible said that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the... There's pattern to this life. There's pa if you're in a... Let me just prophesy to you. If you're in a down season, just hang on when you're going through it because there's daylight coming on the other side. There's order to your life. It isn't random that bad things just happen. It isn't random that things just come down. No, no, no. There's order in your... If you're in a low season in your marriage, let me talk to marriages. Don't throw in the towel when you're in a low season because there's evening and then there's day and that's the order. And just because it's nighttime now doesn't mean morning's not coming. There's a pattern you can follow. It's why I don't quit serving God when things go bad. It's why I didn't walk out on God in COVID and say, well, this is terrible and none of the church is coming. Not y'all, but all the other people. No, well, what are we going to do? And we lost our venue and then we lost our second venue and then we lost our third venue. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then we lost half of our church and where did everybody go? And I'm just going to give up. No, I'm not going to give up now because there's a pattern I've noticed in my life that there's evening and then there's day. And when God shows up, there's always patterns to this. 
And God always brings order to chaos in your life. Since day one, God's been interested in order and patterns, not just in creation, but he was interested in it in our worship. He tells Moses to build a tabernacle, and at the tabernacle, the Spirit of God, the presence of God would meet with the people of God. It was an amazing thing. It was the first portable church they set up and took down the tabernacle all over the desert and, and God said, I want to meet with you there. But Moses, listen to me, Moses didn't get to design the tabernacle. Exodus 25 and 9 says it like this. God tells Moses, make this tabernacle in all its furnishings. Everybody shout the phrase, exactly. Exactly. Like the pattern. I'll show you. Could it be some of the problems of my life is not what I'm doing It's the pattern I'm following. It's not that God didn't speak. It's that I didn't listen and follow the pattern. It's not that it's it's random. No, no, no. I I just got off. Moses couldn't wing it. Moses couldn't say, oh, God, I appreciate that, but I've been thinking about something else. No, no, no. God said, I want you to build it exactly like the pattern that I will show you. Noah. Noah goes to build the ark. You know this story. God tells Noah it's going to rain. They'd never seen a cloud before in human history. No cloud had ever formed in the sky in human history until Noah. And Noah's preaching about rain. 120 years he's building this ark. Now, if you were Noah and I were Noah, we would say, okay, God, I appreciate that. I'd like to see some plans, if you don't mind. I'd like to see some options. I'm thinking open concept. (laughs) I don't know why that's what Jojo always says. Open concept. I'd like to see open concept kitchens. I'd like to see some shiplap on this wall. And I'd like to, if you, I, I would like, I'd like it to go this way. And I'd like it to be that. God, I'll build the ark. I'd just like to do it my way. I'd like to put my touches on it. I mean, I love Jesus. I just love Jesus my way. I mean, I want to follow Jesus. I kind of just want to have my flair on it. I, I want to do what you want me to do. But you know me and God have an arrangement worked out. No. That wasn't what Noah said. God said, Noah, I want you to make an ark, and here's what I want you to do. Genesis 6 and 14, make yourself an ark, and this is how you make it. Cypress wood, rooms in it, coated with pitch on the inside and the outside. This is how you are to build it. You can't just build your life randomly. You can't just build the safety thing of your family randomly. You can't just paper, rock, scissors your way into the will of God. you got a pattern to follow. He says when you do it, it's to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, 30 cubits high, roof for it, leaving below the roof for an opening, one cubit high all around. Put a door on the inside of the ark and make it lower, middle, and upper decks. I was thinking open concept, and God said, I didn't ask you what you thought about this. I want you to build the ark like I want you to build it. Now listen, I know this is hard preaching, but God isn't interested in my opinion about how to build my life. God has a plan and a pattern for my life, and I'm never going to be happy with the end result if I don't consult the pattern. It was the kind of wood, the kind of paint, how long, how wide, how high, how high the roof, where's the door, how many windows, how many decks. There's a plan to follow. And because Noah did it, Genesis 6 and 22, the Bible says Noah did everything just as God commanded him. And God saved his whole family. That's what I want for you. I want you to have that coming out of a flood 
safe. I want you to have that surviving the worst storm of your life intact. But you can't do it randomly. There's a pattern. There's order to it. God always has a pattern. If God has a pattern, it stands to reason that the enemy has a pattern. That the enemy has a plan for your life. The enemy has an order to it as well. The world has an order and a pattern to it. That's why Paul said in Romans 12 and 2, Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Wait a minute. If I don't conform to the pattern, that must mean there is a pattern. That must mean it's not random what's happening in our country right now. It's not random what's happening culturally right now. It's not random all of these things going on for the last two or three years and wars and rumors of wars and division and divisiveness and trouble and heartache and pestilence. No, that's no, no, no. The world's got a pattern it's following right now. And God says, don't conform to that, but be, everybody shout, transformed. Be transformed. Here's a word for you. God doesn't just want to fix you. He wants to transform you. You've lived the cycle of fixing the problem. Over and, you ever had that car that keeps giving you problems? And you just keep fixing the minor problem, right? You just keep taking it back. And if you're a mechanic today, God bless you. I don't know what I'm doing, so whatever you say is what I do. If you tell me, Ah, it's the flux capacitor. I'm like, all right, flux capacitor. I got to do the flux capacitor. I don't know. I don't know anything. But you keep taking it back. Eventually, you just decide, you know what? This ain't work. I'm just patching this up. Look at me. God's not interested in just patching you up. God's not interested in you just, well, this will get you by. No, I don't want you to just get by. My brothers and sisters, these are the end times. Jesus is coming back. I want to preach positive to you that it's going to get better. I am positive it's going to get worse. <laughs> Jesus is coming back, everybody. And the only way you're going to make it and stay strong and your faith stay strong in the face of an ungodly culture and an unwayward world, how, how are things going to, how are you going to do it? I'm going to be transformed. He's not just going to make me a little bit better. No, He's going to transform my mind, my heart. My life, my feelings, my emotions, my thought life, every area of my life. And then, everybody say then. Then. Then you'll be able to know what God's will is. The biggest question I get as a pastor in 22 years of pastoring, and bar none, and thousands and thousands of meetings and times with people and interactions with people. The number one overarching question is, Pastor, what's God's will for my life? How do I know God's will for my family? Maybe you're in church today praying, God, what's God's will for our family? What's God's will? Maybe husband today, ask God, what's God's will for my job? Mom, what's God's will about school next year? What's God's will for my life? The Bible just said this is how you know it. If you decide, I'm not going to build my life on the pattern of this world. No, there's another pattern that I need. 
The pattern of the world will steal everything God has for you. It'll kill the dream on the inside of you. It'll destroy the purpose of God for you. It'll discourage you into giving up. It'll distract you from your purpose. It will offend you till you give up. It will oppress you till you feel like you can't take any more. It'll torture you till you finally tell. It'll accuse you of things you didn't do. It'll delay you from having the promise God has for you. It will bind you in addiction to things that were never meant to hold you. It will abuse you till you can't trust anybody. It will make you angry till you don't know how you got here. It will hold you so captive, the pattern of this world, that you'll look up one day and think, how did I get this life? How did we get to this part of our marriage? How did I get so far? How did I get so deep into this? I need to know what God's will is. Write it down like this in your notes. To have God's will, you got to follow God's pattern. To have God's will, you got to follow God's pattern. I guess this is a time of confession, but before things got crazy, I used to like to watch Hollywood award shows with my wife. Don't laugh. You ever watch the Oscars? Not recently, I am just mean like in times past, or the Academy Awards, or Hollywood's the only place where they throw parties to reward themselves for being so awesome. And, and, and they do this, and it's, you know, there's just something alluring about it. And, and at, the, at the beginning of all of these award shows, there's a red carpet, you know what I'm talking about? And there's that real skinny chick that, that, that always interviews everybody. And she says the same thing to every celebrity that walks by. Who are you wearing? Oh, this old thing? And then she names somebody you've never heard of, and everybody goes, ooh, I love, ooh. Who, who, who I, I wanted to ask many times, what are you wearing? Why, why are you wearing that? They don't ask what or why. They ask who. Why would you ask who? Because the product is simply the product based on who designed it. So I want to ask you, who are you wearing? Are you wearing a pattern of envy in your life? Are you wearing a pattern of greed in your life? Is there a pattern over your life of lust? And it doesn't matter how much you think you've conquered it, there's this pattern you keep going back to the same thing over and over Again, is there a pattern of pride in your life? Is there a pattern of envy in your life? Listen, are you following, a, are you wearing this pattern that the world has designed for you and now you show up in your life and think, well, this is what I've got and you can't quite figure out why it's not working the way it's supposed to work. Jesus said, listen, I want you to know I'm, I got a pattern for your life. Matthew 16 and 24, the pattern is this. Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my, everybody shout disciple. Shout disciple. No, I don't, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but being a Christian today isn't, isn't always what it used to mean. Are you with me? There's a lot of cultural Christianity. COVID revealed a lot of cultural Christianity, a lot of sideline Christians, and the world's getting to the point where anybody can claim to be Christian. Jesus did not say, I want you to be a Christian. He said, I want you to be my 
disciple. I want you to follow me. I want you to do something. you got to deny yourself, take up your cross, and live a different life. Jesus is the designer. We are the disciple. And if I want my life to matter and have joy and fulfillment and satisfaction, I can't pick my own design. i got to go by His. And I want to be a disciple. I want a church full of disciples, Jesus followers. I don't want a church full of Christians. I didn't start a church for Christians. I want a church full of dis- disciples serve other people recklessly. Disciples put others first and they uh, them last. Disciples are generous. Disciples are givers. Disciples are people who love their neighbors that they disagree with and voted differently from them. Disciples are people that, that honor God and honor authority. I want, I, want disi- I want to be a disciple, but write it down like this it takes discipline to be a disciple it takes discipline to be a disciple it takes discipline it takes discipline it's not a word we use a lot but i got to tell you over the next couple of weeks i want us to look at the disciplines of our lives the patterns that we've lived our lives in You're not going to be able to just randomly do what you want, when you want, how you want. Because God's got a pattern. There's a pattern for how marriages are successful and win. There's a pattern for how you overcome addictions and things that hold you. There's a pattern for freedom. There's a pattern for joy. Did you know that? There's a pattern for joy. Jesus would say it like this, that when you serve others, He said, I want you to give and serve that my joy may be complete in you. It's a pattern. The happiest people in the world are people who serve other people. That's why we do things like Serve Day on Saturday. There's a pattern to joy. The most joyless people I know are people who are self-centered all about themselves because there's a pattern to joy. There's a pattern to peace. There's a pattern. And it takes discipline. It takes discipline to correct the pattern. Move your life beyond the patterns of the world. Proverbs 12 and 1. I love the New Living Translation. The Bible says it like this. To learn, you don't have to love church. You don't have to love reading. You don't have to love school. To learn, you've got to love discipline. And then, I didn't write this. This is in your Bible. It's stupid to hate correction. (laughs) Now, because I'm the kind of Bible teacher that does this, of all the words in this verse I could have looked up in Hebrew, what's the one I looked up? You're right. Stupid. You know what it means? I'm just telling you. what It's your Bible. Literally, the word translated stupid in the Hebrew means brutish cow. It's you a holy heifer to hate correction. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. You're just a bullheaded. It's stupid to say, God, you don't get to tell me what to do. Nobody tells me what to do. No. There's a pattern in my life, and if I want the right product, I get the right pattern. Write it down like this. Here's the last thing. Patterns produce products. 
what you have right now in your life, your marriage, your prayer life, your spiritual life, your relationships, your thought life, your emotional health, your work satisfaction. Everything I have in my life is a summation. It's a product of the patterns that I live. Growing up, I grew up in southeast Arkansas. My grandmother and my father's side, we called her Mamaw. If you're from the south, everybody's Mamaw. Mamaw sewed. All, all my life, she would sew things. She actually sewed my mother's wedding dress. She made my mother's wedding dress. She would make dresses for everybody in town. We lived in a real small town in Arkansas. She'd make everybody's bridesmaids dresses and wedding dresses. And I remember as a little boy, I remember her going to Walmart. So all we had was Walmart. We weren't Target people. Come on, somebody. We were Walmart people. And they had a, they had a you, remember, you remember this big rack full of patterns. You remember this? And she'd pull that, I remember pulling that big drawer out, and there would be just hundreds of simplicity patterns. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, simplicity patterns. I can, I can see it now. She'd go to the dining room table. She didn't have a sewing room. She sewed in the kitchen. And I, I can hear the pattern unfolding on the dining room table. She had these big, long scissors. I don't know why. I don't know why you got to sew with those, but they're just like, you could trim hedges with them. They're just... She'd cut the pattern out. I'd see bolts of fabric along, along the dining room chairs. And, and then I can remember the finished product. I remember Memo would hang, you know, she'd hang up the dress, the, the bridesmaid dress or whatever. She'd, she'd hang it up. And if something was wrong, if she looked at it, this, uh, you know, I don't think it's supposed to have three sleeves. You know? <laughs> I don't, something. I, Memo would turn the pattern over, uh, the package of the simplicity pattern, and there would be a picture of what it was supposed to be. At some point in your life, if you're ready to break out of the cycle that you've been in, if you're ready to really move your life forward, you're going to have to consult the pattern. You're going to have to go to the designer and say, okay, I didn't design this, I'm just cutting this. I didn't design this pattern this way. I just So at some point, I got off the pattern. By the way, this is why I'm unashamedly pro-life. Is because of this verse, one of my favorite and maybe my favorite in all of the Bible. Psalm 139, 16. If you have a favorite verse, I'd love to hear it. This is mine. God says, you saw me before I was born. And every day of my life was recorded where? In the pattern book. Every moment that you and I will ever live was laid out before us before a single day had ever come to pass. There's a book. Everybody listen to me. There's a book in heaven and on the end of that book is your name. And it's the pattern for your life. And if you want to know where things went wrong, you got to go back to the designer. you got to go back to God and say, okay, God, I've gotten off the pattern somewhere. Would you consult the book? Would you tell me where things kind of get off? I, I can't get out of this vicious cycle of anger and losing my temper. Can you? Would you go back to the pattern and tell me how to do that? 
God, we can't get out of this cycle in relationships and it's, it's always broken. It's always dysfunctional. Somewhere I got off the pattern. Would you tell me what you meant for me? God, I can't get out of depression. I'm preaching to somebody right now. You just keep looking straight ahead. I can't get out of depression. I can't shake this crippling anxiety. I can't. God, somewhere I got off. I just need to know. Would you, would you consult the pattern and tell me where? You got to go back to the designer. Somebody came to me one time and said, Pastor, I'm leaving. I need to go find myself. <laughs> well, there you are. You don't have to find you. You got to go back to the one who designed you. Say, hey, tell me, tell me what the pattern was again for a successful marriage. Tell me what the pattern is again for happiness. Tell me where the pattern is again for real joy in my life. Tell me where the pattern is again for peace in my mind. Tell me where the pattern is again. The spirit of heaviness that I have, I'd love to have the garment of praise for the spirit of heaven. Tell me again how to heal a broken heart. Tell me again how to walk away from these chains of addiction. Tell me again what the pattern is. I, 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 somehow or another I got off, but I know you wrote it down in your book. So I'd love to consult the, man, the manual and see the pattern. Bow your heads and close your eyes and nobody move. It's a holy moment in our service. And I'd love to ask, with nobody looking around at all, would you just honor the next 60 seconds or so? If you know that you know that the pattern isn't working anymore, that you feel lost and you feel broken. There's an area of your life. I don't have to know what area it is. God knows. It's, it's, it's off pattern. It's, I feel lost about this. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know where to go next. I really don't know how to make this decision. I don't even know how to break out of this habit. I don't know where, but I got to get out of it. And I think it's a pattern that I've brought with me. If that's you, would you just be bold enough to raise your hand and say, include me in this last prayer. Hands up all over the house. Every, every section. Just hands up and say, I don't know. I don't know how I even got here. Don't really know how we broke things. Come on, keep your hand up to God. I don't know how we broke things, but I broke it. God, I don't know where I got off, but I got off somewhere. So I'm coming back to the pattern today. Include me in this last prayer. I see you, dream teamers. I see you. Come on, prayer team, start praying for people whose hands are raised. Now, Lord Jesus. God, you see honest hearts in the room today, maybe at church online. You see honest hearts who say, I got off somewhere. Something happened. I feel like I'm lost. I feel like I'm carrying. I'm wearing something I shouldn't be wearing. I'm carrying something I shouldn't be carrying. So as a sign of surrender, I just slit my hand up and God, I need some help. I'm coming back to the designer. I'm coming back to the one who has a plan for my life, a pattern for the way it's supposed to go. A pattern for our marriage, a pattern for my finances, a pattern for my future, my career, my job, a pattern. I just need to know where, I, where things got off. And so I come back to you today. Come on, I can't pray that for you, but I can lead you in it. Just tell him out of the innermost parts of your heart, God, coming back to you today. God, I surrender my life, my plans, my things, my future, my hopes, my dreams. I surrender all of my mess-ups, 
All the left turns, I should have turned right. All the right turns, I should have turned left. God, honestly, the past is in the past. I want to start over today. I want a brand new way. I, I need a new pattern. I need a new... So I come back to the one who designed it. I'm asking you to open that book. Tell me what to do next. God, I want to be a disciple. Come on, pray this way. I want to be a disciple. Christianity really hadn't filled it. I need discipline. I've sat on the sidelines. I've visited. I've tried. I've gone. But I'm ready to go all in. I want to take up my cross and follow you. I want to change the path. I'm not really comfortable with the product I have. It must be a pattern problem. So I come back to God today. I give you my whole life. Put your hands down and don't move. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, this is where it starts. So you got to start somewhere. If you want to follow Jesus, it starts with a, a simple prayer. It's a simple prayer, but it's the hardest thing you'll ever do because you're going to have to let go. You're going to have to relinquish control of your own life. Relinquish control of your heart. Let go of past hurt, mistakes, sin. You're going to have to give it all to Jesus. And I can't pray this for you, but I can pray it with you. As a matter of fact, our whole church will pray it with you. If you need to come home today and rededicate your life to Christ or you need to give your heart to Jesus for the very first time, just pray this way. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for the cross. Thank you that you died for my sins. Thank you that your body was broken, that I could be put back together. Thank you that you shed the blood, Jesus, so that I could be made right with God. God, I believe you raised Jesus from the dead. Here's the part that matters. Here's the part you got to know. Here's the part you got to pray from deep down somewhere. Everybody praying it. So I repent. I turn around. I give you my whole life. Every part of me. My sin, my mistakes, my past, my failures, my hopes, my dreams, my future. I put them in your hands. Save me today. Be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. And everybody shout amen. Thank you for joining us today. And a special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. You know, it's because of you that we're able not only to bring this message to you, but we're able to offer hope and life to the San Antonio Hill Country and beyond. So if you'd like to give today, you can visit cityhillstx.com right now. And if this message blessed you, why don't you click subscribe or share this message with your friends uh, on your socials. I pray it's a blessing to others in your world. Thanks again for listening today. God bless you.